It's the Pistons Pod, presented by Uptime Energy Drink. Now here's your host, Matt Derry. It's a post-summer league edition of the Pistons Pod right here at Pistons.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, everybody, and joining us as we recap what took place in Las Vegas. Pistons finished the summer league with a 3-2 and two record. A lot of the young guys getting an opportunity, some new faces as well. And one guy that's been around, the uh, last holdover, I guess you could say, from the previous regime, uh, Jordan Brink, who was the head coach uh, for the summer league, a team for the Pistons, and is a player development assistant coach during the regular season, is our guest today here on the pod and joins me now. What's up, Jordan? Hey, how's it going? Good to, uh, good to talk to you. How, how are things? Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, no problem. You doing all right? I'm doing all right, yeah. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. You know, this has been a – before, I want to talk about the team. I don't want to talk about the opportunity for you to be sitting in that first chair out in Vegas last week. But um, your your experiences to get to this point and your story is pretty incredible. Um, did you get to <laughs> pinch yourself at all when you were in Vegas sitting in that seat? Like, wow, I've, I've come a long way. Did you get to do that at all? Uh, yeah, I think, I think it was definitely a, a special moment for me. Um, you know, I spent a lot of years, a lot of, a lot of nights in the video room, um, where you don't really, you don't really know if a moment like that will come for you. Um, you kind of hope, kind of hope that your time will come eventually, but it was definitely a special moment for me. And a lot of the, the guys on our staff actually, um, are video guys and former video guys as well. So it was kind of a cool experience for all of us to kind of, kind of just grow as coaches and to get to do something that we, that we haven't been able to do yet. Now, you played at Calvin, so you have experience playing. Do you find that uh, many of these video coordinators, and obviously the, the best story is probably Eric Spolstra, uh, you know, from video guy to NBA championship coach, but do you find that many of the, the your video uh, coordinator or even video intern brethren are, are not former players like yourself? Um, you know what? Not so much as of late. Like, in the, in the past... Um, you know, in the last probably five years, most video guys are, are becoming former players. They really want guys that can assist on the floor for workouts. So a lot of the guys um, in this, this last most recent wave of video guys have, have played. I think before that, you kind of saw more of the, the, non, the non-former player, you know, live in the facility type, you know, work ethic route. Um, but nowadays, a lot of the video guys are, are are former players that are trying to get, you know, their foot in the door to coaching. How'd you do it? What was the secret to the sauce? What put you in this position? What do you think made you visible enough to the staff and to Troy and Dwayne and all these folks that, that you got tapped with a pretty big responsibility the last couple of weeks? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. Uh, for me, it's just... I think a big part of it is just keeping your head down and working, um, not needing, you know, any publicity or anything. You know, I think I think it's a lot of the the younger kids now that instant gratification part is is a big piece of it because of like social media and all that. And, and my my big thing has just been you know putting my head down and working, and and the right people will see that, and um, and then also just you know being available at all times you know i think you always hear the quote the best ability is availability yeah yeah and for being a video guy you know it's true you know guys want to come back in the gym at you know odd hours of the night and get workouts in and 
I just always was available, and, I, and players always know that I'm that I'm going to say yes if they say, "Can we get in the gym?" So I think for that, um, they kind of go hand in hand. But you know, kind of just being being there, ready and willing, and uh, you know, doing whatever the team needs. Jordan Brink with us, player development coach, assistant coach for the Pistons, and was the head coach for the summer league team. We talked about the three and two record that the team had in their five games they played in Vegas. Finished up the campaign with a 102-86 win the other night uh, against the Orlando Magic. Tell me about you know the last year or so, two years for you, and and kind of the shifting from the video spot to being able to be uh, out on the bench helping out. Yeah, it's been a really cool process. Um, especially with where we're at as an organization, you know, player development, it's an important piece of what we're doing right now. And it's an integral part of the restoring process that we're trying to do. So having a a hand in, in something that's, you know, viewed as, as extremely important for the timeline of our, our team has been, been really fun, been really fun and, and just a good responsibility. It seems like you're a good fit. You're a young guy. It's a young roster. How do you like maybe helping out and, like you said, helping develop young folks as, as you're developing in your career? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a cool um, opportunity to grow as a coach um, while you're working with guys who are looking to grow as players. It's 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 a cool opportunity for sure because you know there's plenty of times where you know I I don't you know I don't tell the player I know everything like I tell him I'm trying to figure this thing out you know just like you are let's do it together and and I think I think being vulnerable in that way you know helps helps your standing with the player that you're not there to just you know give them orders and and boss them around and put them through drills but you know I'm trying to figure out and tinker with things and figure out you know how to get you better as well. Jordan Brink is a great story and a part of this uh, excellent Dwayne Casey uh, Pistons coaching staff. He's with me today on the Pistons pod. We're brought to you by our friends at Uptime Energy Drink. Matt Derry with you. All right, Vegas. So um, you get out there, five games. How would you how would you characterize uh, the the couple weeks there? Yeah, it was, it was a really fun couple weeks. I thought we I thought we um, I thought we did what we were supposed to do you know I thought I thought we had some objectives to get out there and and I was proud of the way that the team came together in the course of you know it's only two weeks so you gotta you gotta get on the same page fast and try to get everyone acclimated with your terminology and, and playbook so it's a it's a really short experience but it, and it flies by because you're so busy but I thought you know I, I was proud of just what we accomplished out there you know I would have loved to you know got a couple more wins but you know, I think I think in the big picture, you know, it was a successful trip. It's interesting. You go from the first game, which is like, you know, Isaiah Stewart knocking out all these threes, and he's playing with Killian Hayes and, and Isaiah Livers and names that we recognize, Jaden Ivey. And then by the last game, it's Jules Bernard and Charlie Moore. You kind of had to adjust on the fly a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, for sure. And, and I, that's one of the, the great parts about Summer League is – you know, for these new guys, it's a great lesson in, you know, staying ready, being ready when your number's called. You know, we knew at some point, you know, everyone is probably going to get a pretty good opportunity to play um, and to showcase their skills. And, you know, it's tough when you're when you're a newcomer and you're used to playing 30 minutes at your college and being the go-to player. And then, 
you don't you know you don't get too much time your first couple of games at summer league and it can you know it can mess with your head a little bit too so i think that was a really good uh sign for those young guys of look like i'm gonna stay ready i'm gonna stay engaged on the bench and and when my my number's called you know i'm gonna perform that's a huge part of being a professional Everybody wanted to see Jaden Ivey, of course, when you draft a player. And then a couple of weeks later, Jordan, as you know, he's out there in his uniform and it gets everybody excited. And, you know, the, the, the TV networks are kind of billing it as, oh, Jaden Ivey's going up against, you know, this player and, and that player, guys that were in his draft. How do you think he did? Obviously, the, 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 the week was cut short with the, uh, the ankle injury. But uh, how did Jaden do in your mind? I thought he did excellent. You know, I loved his, his energy uh, towards him him and his teammates you know I love that he was team first like he he loved to get out in the break and push I think you saw that he can get to the paint at an elite level and dish out to his teammates for open looks and I think when you have a guy like him as explosive and as as athletic that can get into the paint and do things at the rim it makes everyone else's job easier things opened up for Jalen Duran things opened up for Isaiah Stewart as a deliver so it makes everyone else's job easier when you got someone who can create advantages and and is a willing passer like he is. How did you and the staff get that all acclimated? Jalen Duran, you know, signed the contract a little bit late. You had to announce the trade and all these things, and it's not like in some other sports. <laughs> There's a lot of paperwork and phone calls. And then Duran's out there, and he's catching lobs like on the first possession. It's like you guys worked your magic rather quickly, huh? Yeah, yeah, it, it was a tough task, especially for a guy as young as Jalen, being the youngest player in the draft. Um, we didn't get to have camp with him, so we, we knew with him it's going to take some time, um, as it is with all our rookies, but he did an excellent job of just you know being thrown into the fire and, and doing what he does. I mean, we tried to highlight some of the things that he does well, and I thought you know starting out the game, getting him going would be – you know, a nice little kickstart for him, get his get his nerves out and just get his, you know, get him back to, you know, playing shape the best we can. But, um, yeah, he, he hadn't he hadn't worked out with us. He wasn't in, you know, you know, playing shape. We were going to run him as long as we could. If we saw him get tired, we were going to pull him and just kind of kind of take it as we take it uh, possession at a time. So I thought he did excellent. And uh, I think he showed, you know, why we're so high on him. Defensively, how big of a factor can somebody like that be? Just with size, rim protection, and I know that's something that Troy Weaver loved when they drafted him, right? Yeah, that that was probably my biggest takeaway of his time out there was just when he was on the floor, like you felt it, you felt his presence, and and teams weren't as willing to to attack the rim, and you know that's something that you know you can't teach that, so. I think it's going to take him some time to, to figure out the timing and, you know, you know, figure out the different, you know, ways guards finish in the NBA and, and, and protecting the rim in that way. But I, you know, I, in the gym, you just felt it when he was in there. I thought that was the most impressive thing for such a young kid. He's on the floor and it was, it was albeit it was a little bit of time, not a ton, but he's on the floor at times with B. Stew, Isaiah Stewart. Uh, what did you think of that? How do you think that worked out? Yeah, I thought it went really well. You know, Isaiah's been working on his shot for a long time, and, and we believe in it, and he believes in it. And this was just part of That was one of the objectives for us was to give him some minutes at the four, you know, get him a little bit comfortable there, see see how he felt, um, get him shots in the rhythm of the game. You know, it's different 
you know, game shots are different than, than, than shots at practice and, and, you know, spot shots. So it's a little different feel for him. And, and that was the objective. And, and he did a great job at it. Um, he had some really big shots for us in those first two games. And, you know, I think it helped his confidence. Um, but again, I mean, coaches and players alike, you know, we've seen him do it time and time again. And, and, you know, it's a good shot for us. Yeah, no question about it. Jordan Brink uh, with us. He was the Summer League head coach for the Pistons, player development coach uh, for the organization. Isaiah Livers, I mentioned a little bit before, uh, impressive with the shot. Obviously, last year was kind of a get-back-from-rehab type of year, get-your-sea-legs-back-under-you uh, type of season for Isaiah, both with the Pistons and the Crews. Uh, how would you assess uh, his performance? I thought I thought he had a really, really solid summer league. Um, a lot of different coaches and, and personnel around the league commented to me on his just solidness, steadiness, ability to affect the game in different ways, being a team defender, using his voice, um, you know, knocking down shots. You know, he struggled the first game, but that's fine. Some get, some some games your shot's not going to fall, and I thought he actually impacted the game as much as anyone in the first game where he didn't shoot it well, and that's hard to do. And that's – I thought it was excellent for the rookies and all the young guys on our bench to watch that because – a lot of times people people think if you're not making shots, you know, you, you should come out or you, you're not you're not helping us win. Well, he, he had a huge impact on on winning and he and he had an off night from three. So I, I really liked the way that he played and I thought he showed what being a, a pro is from a aspect of, OK, my shots not falling. How can I help my team win and how do I provide value? You got a couple of two-way guys in Braxton Key and, and of course, Buddy Bayheim. Um, you know they, they were getting an opportunity, and that's all that's all you can ask for. But as, for two-way guys, what's sort of the message to them, and, and how do you think they did? Yeah, I mean, for them, it's just get more experience. Buddy, being a rookie, Braxton's got some experience in the G League and the NBA level. To me, Braxton did what he does. He's a utility guy that that does a little bit of everything. He's a solid defender. Um, not he can make shots. He he just he does a little bit of everything. He's he's a team player and a, a selfless guy. So you know you're always looking for guys that that can help you win and that have the attitude that he has. And then Buddy, Buddy's an elite shot maker. Um, we tried to generate some looks for him. Again, for a guy like him, it's going to take a little bit of time to get adjusted to the NBA game, um, the speed of it, and just the space of it. So. I think you saw him get more and more comfortable as the week get on. Uh, the, the week went on, but he definitely showed what he can do, and he, he's a he's a very high level shot maker. What else surprised you? Anybody else that uh, stepped up that maybe surprised you, or or is this how you thought it, it was going to go in terms of rotations and guys getting opportunities to play? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you saw a little bit from from all the young guys um, of what they can do. I thought it was just a really cool example of a guy like charlie moore that last game of you know he didn't really play at the start got a little bit more minutes but didn't really play to his level um and you know over time you know the last game game number five second half he finally kind of you know has a little scoring outburst and and does a great job finding his teammates for open shots so i just thought it was a good testament to like you know, sticking the course, not being too up or down, and just waiting for your opportunity, you know, because all these guys are talented and skilled, and sometimes, you know, 
there's some luck and timing that plays into everything, you know, in, in this business and, and most businesses. So I just thought it was a cool, um, cool little example for, for the group of, you know, stick the course and, uh, you know, your, your opportunity is going to come to showcase what you can do. Jordan, uh, most important question. How do you think you did? You know, did you have any Vince Lombardi speeches? Were you ready to get? Right? What about? What about? You know, did you ever think about? Ah, I got to get a T here. I got to. I got to throw a chair. I got to do something crazy. I don't know. Did you, <laughs> this was. I, I, this... I, I think I only lost it. I think I only lost it once in a huddle. Um, but I think it. I think it was needed. Um, it was a great learning experience for me. It's so different than anything I've ever done um, in this in this business. You know, it's so different being the head coach and everyone always says that when you're a video guy and when you're a player development coach, but to actually get the opportunity to, to get the reps, but then also, you know, understand what it means to be a head coach and how much better of an assistant I'll be because of, of that little stretch. So, um, definitely an opportunity that I don't take for granted. And, uh, it was definitely an honor and privilege to represent the organization. I love it. It's so cool. Uh, final thing, you look across the court at times and you see players like Cade and others that are cheering on their teammates. And I know other teams had that, but there's something about this culture right now, isn't there, That when what's being built, how, how close-knit this group is? You must have loved seeing that. Yeah, for sure. We got we got a group of guys. Um, they're high, high character and they're hardworking. Uh, we don't have, you know, guys that are out for their own um, – we have we have some solid pieces in place, and and Troy always talks about not skipping steps in this restoration process, and and this this was a huge step in that for us. You know, Kate and Sadiq were at training camp uh, for summer league, and they were leading by example. They were using their voice. They were doing the drills, playing five on five, um, and that that's a testament to them. But it's also a testament to what we're building. And the importance of, of our connectivity um, and building, you know, together as a group. So it was special to see. But if you know our guys, you know, off the court, it, you know, it doesn't surprise you. It's cool. But hey, Sadiq was there. I thought they, you know, you can't you can't get him out of the gym. It's incredible. I know they told him, hey, go get go get a hobby, and he's climbing mountains and all these things. But being around his teammates, that's what he loves. It's it's really it's really cool, isn't it? Yeah. No, Sadiq's a gym rat. He. Uh, He's one of those guys that, you know, he'll call you late night, you know, I want to get in the gym. I've, I've gone to the gym with him straight from the plane after a road trip at 2 a.m. Um, you know, he just, you know, he, he lives in the gym, and that's that's where he clears his mind. I, I was like that as a player, so I totally understand it. Um, like, you know, it, a little bit of it's therapy, a little bit of it's just working on your craft. So, um Sadiq, you know, he leads, he's more of a lead by example guy. You know, he's always in the gym, always working. Don't ever question his, you know, his buying or, or work ethic. And I think you need different, you know, different styles of leadership on a team to make it work. Jordan, from the uh, video room to uh, being at the head of the bench for the summer league, that's a, a pretty cool story. And, and obviously you did a fantastic job, and we appreciate you taking some time here on the uh, Pistons pod today. Appreciate it, Matt. You got it. There he is, Jordan Brink, with us, player development coach for the Pistons as we wrap up the 2022 Vegas Summer League. Pistons finished 3-2. and two. We'll hopefully catch up with Jordan later on this season as well, right here on the Pistons pod. And we're brought to you by our friends at Uptime Energy Drink. Thanks for listening.